0: You're doing pretty good. What place should I call now? Maybe... Call free three! All right, we're back. Another episode of the best Celtics podcast you've ever heard. I don't know if that's true, but we're just supposed to say it is for now, you know. Hopefully this, this, uh... This podcast has been enjoyable thus far, you know. But I know another episode. Uh, post All Star break, uh, All Star weekend that was pretty cool. We'll talk about that for a little bit. Uh, I thought All Star weekend, all right. The events w- weren't that cool. <laughs> Skills challenge is always going to be a dud. I don't know whether you know. Like I said uh, on my Twitter, um, we need ones one on one king of court anything like that come on let's go because the dunk contest ain't it um three point uh three point is it's usually good i think i got i think we got spoiled with steph it's cool to see cat win but i don't know it's just I don't know. it's cool i'm not gonna say it's boring but you know I just think, uh, as a requirement, Steph should always be required to <laughs> compete. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Steph should, there's no reason Steph should not be competing every year. I know he probably win every year, but you know what I mean? Just from the entertainment factor, it's nice to see, you know, they got some real shooters in there, but you know, let's get Steph back in there. Dunk Contest, we don't even gotta talk about that, because that was a dud. All-Star Game. All star games, all I think it kind of peaked with that first uh, Elam ending. You know, that first one they did. I think was was it twenty twenty? It kind of peaked with that. Let's be honest. It kind of peaked there. Only because I think you know the effort level was really there. This one it was just like I understand. You know, these guys are not gonna try, but it's just like and you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a good game it's just an all-star game really you know what i mean but you know you every time you watch a video of that 2001 all-star game it's just like damn why can't these niggas hoop like you know what i mean like come on you don't gotta be fucking going all out but you know for the first for the first three quarters you know it's doing regular old i'm a pop of a three yeah, that shit gets old after a couple minutes so it was okay the end wasn't that great you know, you could tell some of the starters just didn't want to be out there, but they just <laughs> threw out the bench guys, and that's cool. good for for them, but you know, wasn't really that great. But yeah, All-Star Regan was cool. I just thought the really cool part was seeing the whole the whole 75th thing. Um, is just really cool. It's really cool. You know what I mean? Um, I love I loved how the NBA did that whole thing. Uh, it was cool seeing uh you know a lot of the guys you you just we just grew up watching you know what I mean dark AI um you know Shaq had this really good moment on the broadcast where he's just kind of talking about you know how he became shaq and I always love hearing Shaq talk about his story just because he's very you know he it's different from how when he's usually talking because in this in this kind of setting he's just kind of very humble and he pays homage to the guy who the guys who came before him you know he pays homage to his stepfather his you know as he calls him sergeant harrison i had a really good story about how his dad kind of pushed him to be the most dominant big man and i just thought that was a really cool story it's a really cool story i love You know, it's part why I like, I love basketball. I love seeing these great players. It's just very inspiring, very cool. It's great seeing Giannis have it, you know, be at his frightful spot amongst those guys so early. He's got 27 men. Two-time MVP. Defensive Player of the Year. Six-time All-Star. Fucking final MVP. Get about top 75. This nigga top 25 <laughs> already, man. This guy, what a career he's already had. It was awesome seeing uh, all the Celtic greats. Tatum taking a picture of all of them. KG, Paul, Ray hooked up for a pick. That was cool. It was great. You know, they just did a really good job. You know, it's cool seeing Mike and Braun embrace, you know. Yeah, it's just, it was just really cool. I thought the NBA did a good job. That was really the best part. But yeah, uh, you know, All-Star Weekend's over. We got about 20 so games left of the season. Uh, this is going to be fun. I think what we really need to do is just kind of sit down and have a chat about the East fucking playoff race not even a playoff race this is a fucking playoff war man it's it's absolutely nuts we have one through seven right now separated by five games man five fucking games to you know Give you a glimpse on how uh, different the West is. One through seven is seven. Is, uh, the Timberwolves are seventh in the West, and they are 17 and a half games back of the Suns. <laughs> I mean, there is a, 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 a non zero chance that the Raptors could somehow finish in first place in the East. It's a non zero chance <laughs> at this point very unlikely, but there's a non-zero chance, that's how close this fucking East race, this East race is, um, do I think Toronto has a chance, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into that, uh, uh, you know, big picture, why, I think, right now, we're looking at a. Uh, I'm actually, I'm gonna, oof. it's tough, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say 16 race, but then I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. The Nets are at eight, so this is clearly not a 16 race. This is obviously at least 17 race here. Fuck, man. It might it might be a 18 race. It might we might be at a race. might be at a point where you know everyone, every single one of these top eight teams could say, mm, I could maybe win the East. Now, it, you know, maybe, anybody can say it. Is it, you know, something that's, you know, you say and someone looks at you like you got three heads? Or is it something you feel someone says and you say, hmm, you know, that's a good point. I don't know. Um, Maybe we can just go by team on team here just so it's a little fair. fair. Uh, I don't know if we going to get into the playing teams. But, you know, let's look at Miami. Uh, Miami, I think, is the only team in the East here. Top 10 both offense and defense. I like the I like the, I like the heat. Uh, contrary to maybe my belief that I, you know I, I don't know. I I go back and forth on Miami. Clearly, this is a team that has obviously needed to be healthy just because they've had so many, so many missed games with their top three players. And uh You know, obviously, they are a deep team that can win without their best guys. Shout out Eric Spolstra. Another reason, you know, I don't like them is Eric Spolstra. But, um, you know, they do have weaknesses lack of a top, you know, top tier uh, engine on offense as good as Jimmy Butler is. He's not that kind of a player, he's more of a legitimate jack of all trades where he's good score not a great score good passer not a great passer great defender you know what i mean he's you know he's someone who can do uh, a little bit of everything and that's what makes him a top 10 player he does all those things at a pretty high level i just think uh when you're talking about an engine you, you know that three-point shot is so important in this day and age it is really important the guy's only 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, not a long would long span. Uh, So, you know, you have seen... Uh, there was this game... The game passed uh, before the All-Star break. They played the Mavs. Mavs, really good defense. They have some bigs who can, you know, move their feet and all that. When the game got down to crunch time, they put a big on Jimmy Butler. Completely zapped their offense and... You know, Mavs come away with the W and you saw that happen last year. Giannis decided to guard Jimmy Butler. Completely zapped their offense. He get blown away. Brand Forbes outscores Jimmy Butler in the series. Tough. That's tough. And you know, as good as Kyle Lowry is, he's not solving that issue. He does help their offense a lot. Really good player still. You know, when we get into the playoffs, when we get into these series, we're going to be talking strictly about matchups. Yeah, this is not about, you know, this team has that or that team has this. This team has this guy. This team doesn't have that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, all things remain equal. You look at all these teams. Um, and legitimately, you could say every every one of these top eight teams has two stars. Two legitimate stars uh, Miami Jimmy Bam Chicago Zach at the Bar Philly Joel and uh, James Cleveland Darius Jared Allen Milwaukee hmm I don't know Giannis <laughs> Cards counts as two stars <laughs> but no no Drew's, Drew's Drew, uh, Drew Holiday's really good uh he can, on, he can be on that. <laughs> uh, Boston. Jalen and Jason. Toronto, Freddie, Pascal. Brooklyn. Maybe they got, maybe they got a star and a half. Because <laughs> Kyrie can only play half the games. But, uh, I mean, hey, they got Ben now. Uh, Ben's at least half a star, too. So, <laughs> at least, at least he's half a star. Uh, but, yeah, um, Miami is going to be an interesting team. Uh Chicago uh really good team. DeMar is on a absolute heater. They really stayed afloat despite the injuries. I just think uh you look at them, uh it's tough to really gauge how good they are without, you know, Lonzo and uh Caruso. But even if those guys are healthy, uh you know, that's tough. You know, you look at their defense. Um, if Lonzo and Caruso are your best defenders, and they are—don't get me wrong, those guys—you know—do heavy lifting and they're very, very good. They're elite defenders. But uh, and Zach is not Zach has not uh, been a liability this year, so good for him. But still got Demar. Still got he still got Vooch. Uh, if you run into a team like Philly, that might be a problem. You know we'll see uh you know and we're we're going to get into uh all these teams as they relate to you know potential matchup Celtics but you know just I'm just gonna go over these teams really quickly just so you know we're on the same page and what we know about these teams Philly Philly another interesting team two great players James Harden Joel Embiid the rest I don't know that's a mixed bag for me it's a mixed bag for me uh, yeah they got James but they didn't really do anything else with the with the rest of the roster the rest of the roster still is not you know good they have the record that they have now because of Joel and Bead. and yeah common sense says okay James aren't going to come in and help out help out with that and he will but there are question marks. There's question marks. It's not a clean one. It's not a clean fit. Two, Valcrivers is still the fucking coach. I love my boy, but <laughs> he's still the coach. You know, and like I said, this roster is not perfect. It's going to take, you know, it, it's going to take effort from everybody involved. It's going to take effort from Joel. It's going to take effort from Harden. Effort from Doc. Effort from these other guys on the team. You know. So we'll see. Uh, Not as high on them as. You know. A a trade of that kind of magnitude might suggest. You'd be high on But you know. I'm not low on them. Because they got James and Joel. That's a pretty good floor. Uh, Cleveland. Fun little team. Great Defense. Uh, Levert kind of helps them a little bit you know high variance kind of shot maker that they kind of needed but I don't know we'll see Milwaukee defending champs they got Giannis defense is a little suspect without Brooke you know Serge eh, I don't know Serge might be able to fill that role But Brooke was good Brooke was damn good <laughs> Brooke was really damn good. Uh, you know, we know... Uh, we'll get into the seeds. obviously. Toronto... Toronto... Uh, Toronto is an interesting case. Uh, extremely highly... You know, extremely well coached. Um, you know, they're going to fight and claw and their way into every single game. And, you know... I don't know. I like Fred... Like Pascal. Just don't like them. (laughs) In a playoff series. When they're my two best guys. You know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a big fan of Scotty Barnes. But you know. We'll see. It's not a very deep team. Don't have. Don't have great bigs. So so yeah. We'll see. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn I'm pretty high on I'm a a little bit higher on them than uh, you know consensus just because of their uh, ability to put shooting on the floor with Kevin Durant Uh, even if Kyrie's a part-timer I think put shooting with KD I think uh, Ben Simmons can also thrive in that environment I like getting Andre Drummond that, that's a decent pickup. I haven't actually been a fan of Wondre Drummond in the past. But, you know. Him and Aldridge. Aldridge has been really good this year. Surprisingly. Uh, Aldridge has been pretty decent. So, I think, I think they got good depth there now. They're not going to stop teams. But, at least now you have a guy... And Ben, who theoretically can kind of do some of the little stuff. Theoretically. (laughs) Like I said, you know, some of the stuff is theoretically. But yeah, uh, so that's just a little overview of the East. Uh, We're going to get into uh, more depth in terms of these matchups. You know, what teams can exploit, what teams, you know, might fear. And all that good stuff. When it comes to playoff basketball. So yeah. Corner tray. We're talking hoops. Keep listening, please. <laughs> if you if you don't wanna keep listening, I, I understand. But uh we got some good we got some good hoops talk coming up, so so you know as we discussed in that uh, first segment is a tough ease race we got eight teams here uh eight very good teams plus two playing teams uh for the sake of discussion let's just assume you know everything goes chalk here and the seven eight seeds advance move in and clinch a playoff spot uh Let's just assume that happens. I think that's likely. I think that's a pretty good assumption. No offense to Atlanta. No offense to um, Charlotte. But uh, I think Brooklyn and Toronto uh, would likely be the favorites in those playing games. But yeah, uh, as we said, all things being equal. Eight teams. Every team, two stars a pop. Uh, all very good teams. All very flawed teams. Uh, we didn't to really get into the Celtics. I mean... Let's get into them now. Uh, I've always, obviously been very impressed with them over the last uh, month and a half. Very good basketball team. Second in defense. Uh, they're up to 18th in offense. Fourth, I believe, in net rating. Highest in the East. So this is, you know, solidly a good team. You know, we can quibble about, oh, they're only blowing up bad teams. Or, blow out, you know, they're only beating... No teams without guys, but listen, you know, if you're beating a team by 50, that, you know, shows me paying attention to details, following the game plan, and you're showing up to compete every night. And I think that, you know, obviously translates to better opponents just showing up to play, showing up to play, executing, and being your best self, you know. And they're 12-7 versus the other eight top eight, which is the best record out of those eight teams. Uh, so, you know, they've had games where guys on the, you know, on the other teams that hurt. They are 2-1 uh, versus Milwaukee. Beat Milwaukee badly with everybody there. You know, Sandsbrook lost to Milwaukee without Al Forford. Also, beat Milwaukee without Giannis. They are 2-2 two two versus Philly. Beat Philly. Everybody healthy. On both sides. Lost to Philly. No Horford. No uh, Robert Williams. Lost to Philly. No Marcus Smart. Beat Philly. No Robert Williams. Smart, injured first half Miami destroyed Miami everybody healthy both sides destroyed Miami no Kyle no Jimmy no PJ Chicago Got beat by my, by Chicago blown lead first uh first half of the season Narrowly beat them. Nozak or Alonzo. AC Cleveland. Split a pair for some. Um, I believe everybody was healthy in both matchups. Beat them again during the COVID fest believe they only had Darius Garland playing. Brooklyn. They got smacked by Brooklyn earlier in the season. Uh, They smacked Brooklyn, obviously recently, with nobody playing. None of the big three, just, you know, the scrubs. What am I missing here? Toronto. Uh, 2 and 1 versus Toronto. I believe both teams were relatively healthy in most of the matchups. But yeah, so uh, they've done pretty well against you know the top eight. They are either tied or winning in all of those matchups. Defense is phenomenal. I just been super impressed with their uh you know they just are very in on their scheme they know where they are supposed to be they know what they need to do and you know it's versatile it's suffocating and i think they can play any style uh, one of the things I've been super impressed with is just how much they control the game on that end. They are basically, you know, obviously with the Switch Heavy team, uh, sorry, the Switch Heavy scheme, they're going to be one of those teams that's, you know, just kind of daring you to beat them with ISO. Uh, they are the number one ISO def- uh, defense in the league. They are. Forcing teams to isolate against them at least 10 times a game, almost. Which is the most in the league. So, I mean, this is a team that, uh, they're going to force you to play their style. They're going to force you to play their style. That's just how it's going to be. If you're going to beat this team, you're going to beat them with shooting. Or you're going to beat them with, you know, just a crazy shot making you know this is not a team that's gonna let you beat them you know you're gonna have to beat them you're gonna have to go in and score on these guys that's the bottom line we got they got eight high level defenders that they're gonna play. And, you know, we might get a little Peyton Pritchard action in there. I don't really, I don't anticipate it in the playoffs. But you know, he's not a good defender, so that's that might be one weak point. Is <laughs> the Peyton Pritchards? Can we survive them? I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that. Uh, you know, the top eight rotation is pretty set, and these are you know these are you know seven starter quality players. I mean, Daniel Tice could you know kind of count as a starter quality. I mean. He didn't start for us, <laughs> you know. I mean, he did start for us last year. That might be a kind of eight guy, eight guys that you can say can play big minutes. You know, Derek White as a guy who is basically, uh, you know, in a in a playoff setting. I'm assuming you know uh, the rotations is basically going to be he is going to be the, you know the backup one to three. does I mean, you know, he's going to play the small forward, but. If Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are out of the game, Derek White is gonna be replacing them. And you know that it might just shift everybody's responsibilities up, but you know, on offense, you can play one to three. On defense, you can play one to three. And you can play him 35 minutes a game. You know, Grant Williams, big, big. Leap from him has made it possible that you can play him big minutes and survive. Very good defender, excellent shooter, getting better attacking closeouts, finishing. You know, uh, I just think this team's really well stocked right now. Obviously, health permitting, you know, knock on wood, and all that shit. You know, uh, you can't really survive if you don't have health obviously but yeah uh you know playoffs to me are always about matchups is always about how many styles can you play uh you know if a team slows you down can you adapt if a team has to speed you up can you adapt can you play big can you play small How I many offense and defense, um, you know, sacrifices are you going to have to make in a forty-eight minute game? Are you playing guys who are unplayable on one end? Are you playing two-way, you know, full, you know, full players on on both ends? Are you playing, you know, liabilities? You know, you look at some of the teams to see my my face. Some of these teams have these, you know, question marks in terms of liabilities. And then you look at the Celtics. You know, where are those liabilities? Obviously, there is, you know, a slight deficiency in shooting. uh, It's kind of going up. Orford's starting to knock down some threes, which is going to help them out a lot. You know, uh, Smart and White are going to be streaky. But... You know, they're not non-shooters, which is huge benefit. Teams guard them. Teams are going to guard them because they can knock down shots. You don't leave them open. Obviously, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, they handle so much responsibility offensively and defensively that they cover a lot of ground. And, you know, even if the Celtics did have liabilities that, you know, they, they are good enough to cover for those, but they don't. You know what I mean? You know, the of these aren't playing guys where you're going to go, oh, let me run pick and roll at this guy. Who are you, who are you doing that to? <laughs> who are you putting in a pick and roll? Who are you posting up? Nobody. You don't, you're don't. You not going at any of these guys. You're not going at Grant Williams. You're not going at Al Horford. You're not going at Rob Williams. You're not going at Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or Marcus smarter you know, these guys defensively <laughs> seem pretty rock solid. And, you know, uh, I think you know shooting. You know, in a switch hippie scheme, shooting can be a problem. It can be. You know, there are, there are going to be gaps for shooting, especially in DHOs stuff like that. But the Celtics have the ability to one adjust, to This is an excellent communication team. This is a team that, uh, you know, the the weak side of the backside of the defense is is really good, man. You know, like, even if you have both Jays involved with a ball screen or something like that, you have Marcus Martin, Rob Williams, and Al Horford on the back line here communicating at a really high level. Uh, you know, these guys can play two. You know, these guys can play, uh, ball in the week, you know, in the back line defense and a back line player, you know what I mean? They can play two in the ball. They can, you know, they can cover ground. They can protect the rim top three in the league in protection. This is, you know, this is a fucking good team. So in terms of matchups, I'm not sure if there's any team in the East top eight other than Brooklyn where I would say I don't want to play them. A lot of people are saying. Oh you don't want to play the Milwaukee. And you know I get that. From a a Giannis standpoint. But. uh, I don't really like the rest of that team. I don't. And. Yeah they're really good. When all the three of those guys are playing. And they are. That's undeniable. But I don't really care about the record. This is not about record. Or you know whatever this is about matchups like I said playoffs are about matchups and so yeah uh, Giannis is a huge factor but Celtics I mean if you're drawing up a team here to guard Giannis you want what big wings multiple bigs who can protect the rim (laughs) you know big guards you can switch on them if necessary I mean you know if you want to guard, you the Celtics. You know, with everybody here, it's pretty. You know, that's that's kind of what you need. Celtics have that. You know, the flip side. I don't really know if Milwaukee's defense is built to kind of guard Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. I I don't know. Listen, they need Brook Lopez back. I don't know if he's out for the season. I don't know what's going on there. But they need him back. Because, you know, as good as Bobby Portis is. As good as uh, Serge might be for them. Anyway, so it, if you're going to Giannis at the five. Who's guarding Jason Tatum? Drew Holiday? That's not. <laughs> no disrespect to Drew. But that's, that's a win for Boston. Like, you know what I mean? Like. If, if Drew Holiday's guarding you... If Drew Holiday's guarding Jason Tatum... He's getting 40. And it's not... You know... To downplay how good... A defender Drew Holiday is... It's just... six 6'4". <laughs> he's 6'4". Jason Tatum 6'10". You know what I mean? This is... This is Drew Holiday on KD. You know what I mean? As good as it is... It's just like... Come on. Chris Milton's not... You know... Sitting down on... Tatum. You know what I mean? Like... It is good as Milwaukee is I just I don't know I don't know if that's a matchup the Bucks want you know what I mean and we've had pretty good success for the first time the last two years you know uh, y'all know I, I do not for, Yeah, I, y'all know I, I want the Miami Heat in a matchup I want that matchup I think there are specific things you know just in what the switch Scheme it just makes Miami a really uh, a really good rep- opponent to play. This is not a team here that you would look at uh, that is just you know brimming with tough shot makers, and that's what you need versus the Celtics. Like you need to be able to break somebody you know, you need a three level guy that can break a team off the dribble and score. And that's you know that's really not a strength for Miami. Point nine points per possession on ISOs this year for uh Miami. Eh, not great. And like I said, the Celtics will basically force you into isolation. You know, all that uh, D. Joe, all that pre-movement stuff that they do to, you know, generate good offense. Uh, whereas the Celtics, that's not, getting, that's not happening. It's just not happening. Uh, in a half-court situation, listen, uh, I actually just read Zach Lowe's article uh, on the Heat. Or, you know, he did all 10 things. He likes whatever. Uh, Had a little blurb on the Heat. And with Jimmy, Bam, and PJ on the court, they're, I think, a bottom five half-court offense. So, yeah, uh, you know, offensively, their offensive rating is good, but this is the playoffs. This is different. You know, how they perform offensively versus the OKCs of the world or the, you know, Sacramento Kings of the world is different versus Boston. And this year, even when they were healthy in that one game, it, it just kind of did not look pretty for them. And, you know, obviously Boston is a team that can get away with putting a big on Jimmy Butler and kind of zapping having his effectiveness on offense pretty easily. That's is a team I'd like to play. Philly. Uh, this is a team people say that this election should not play. I don't really get that at all. I don't get it. Uh, you know, James Harden's going to make him better. But one, we have endless amount of, you know, players to throw at him. And make things difficult for him. Endless amount. We can put Jalen Brown. We can put Jason Tatum. Derek White. Marcus Smart. You know. We'll put the guys we got guys to put on him, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing Grant Williams get you know some some reps and switches on him, you know what I mean? Like so, it's like okay. And listen, Joel Embiid has not been very good for the Celtics this year. Twenty four night, fifty four true shooting percentage in uh, four games for uh, Joel against the Seas. Here's the more eye-opening stat: He's eight for thirty shooting on the season versus Celtics when Al Harvard's on the court. That's pretty staggering. I just don't see that matchup being something that the Celtics really have to be like scared of. And you know, defensively, if if this uh, if you know, and I think and this kind of goes back to. Like I said, are you having to make offensive and defensive sacrifices by playing a liability? And, you know, if Philly wants to have a good chance of defending the Celtics, they need to play Thibault. Point blank, period. They need to play him. But, on the other hand, if you play a non-shooter versus the Celtics, you are basically handing them... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're basically putting it on easy... You know that you're changing the difficulty to easy defensively for them because that's just like that's candy. It's candy. They're just not gonna care about him. If Matisse Steibel beat, if you if you lose a series because Matisse Steibel averages thirty points per game, you just tip your hat. <laughs> you know, at that point, God said you're not winning the series. And the Celtics are going to gladly invite that, you know, possibility to happen if Matisse Thybulle is playing 30 minutes a game. I think he kind of needs to if you want to be able to stop Jason Tatum, if you want to try to be able to stop uh, Jalen Brown. You know, that's tough. You know, this, like I said, the C's don't really have to make this kind of uh, choice, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, you... You know, the whole theory of getting James Harden is you can't double, um, and be you can't double James Harden at the same time, and I don't know, if you play viable you kind of can. <laughs> you know, you kind of can. And I, I do like the C's chances in rotation. I like, you know, they, you know, they're good in rotation. On the flip sides, you know, it's, you know, some teams might say, okay, well, we're going to double Jason Tatum. Well... I mean, I think the Derek White. So I think the Derek White kind of acquisition was, you know, I I, I now trust this team a lot better to operate on four and threes right now. I think this this team, this team right now, as currently constructed, is very well suited to operate in, on the, in that fashion. I think Jalen Brown versus one one coverage is easy. I think about smart in the middle of the floor with a 4-on-3 or Rob Williams the floor, in the middle of the floor with a 4-on-3 is easy. I think that's money. I think their half-court offense is really well-prepared right now. They're playing, the way they're moving the ball, they are really well-prepared to attack these situations. Go back to the Brooklyn game. What Brooklyn do? They double at Tatum every single fucking time. <laughs> and guess what? The Celtics scored every single fucking time. <laughs> you know, whether it was uh, getting the ball somewhere in the middle of the floor and picking them apart, whether it was literally just, you know, hiding Jalen Brown, one-on-one in the quarter, pump fake, drive, collapse, score, <laughs> you know? And this isn't to say, you know, I'm not saying right now that's how they gonna play for I'm saying... I think they're a little bit higher than people are willing to admit right now. I think people are, you know, hedging their bets. Yada, yada. But I, I do think this is a really strong team right now. I think this is really strong. Like, I'm just going through the matchups here one by one. And I just don't see a point? Chicago's interesting. Chicago is a definitely interesting matchup. They have a little bit more shooting. When they're healthy. Uh, they're kind of like the Bizarro Celtics. I think this is a matchup that Chicago doesn't really want to see. But this is also a matchup I can maybe see. Maybe going seven. Uh, you know, like I said, you need to have isolation scoring. Zach DeMar. You know, that that checks the box. Uh, DeMar's having a great season. It seems like no matter what kind of defense you play on him, man. If you're right in that nigga's grill, he's going to drain that 16-footer. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe we can, you know, say, oh, the bar is in the playoffs. He may, you know, have a stroke again. (laughs) (laughs) But you never know. Maybe maybe he exercises that demon. Exercises that demon today. uh, This year. Uh, I mean, obviously the real team here to worry about is Brooklyn. Kyrie. KD. We don't really know what Kyrie's status is going to be, if he's going to be part-time, if New York's going to change the law. Yada, yada, yada. Let's just assume he's only there for three or four games. Let's assume he's there for four games. That's four games at Kyrie. Seven of KD. You have Simmons there, and you have a lot of shooting. That's a team, that's a team I don't want to play into the East Finals. I don't want to see them. KD... Katie is Katie. Katie can do anything he wants at any time on the court, man. That that's not something I want to see. I don't want to see that. I think that's a little bit different than Philly. They have more shooting than Philly. Uh, you know. Kyrie has always been a very difficult matchup for the Celtics, no matter what team he's been on. It's been Cleveland or uh even, yeah, he was pretty difficult for when he was on the Celtics, too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, he's you know, he is that prototypical quick guard that someone like Smart kind of struggles with. He's just unfazed by good defense, like Edie So, yeah, I think that's a team that can kind of uh, give us a lot of trouble, for sure. I, would, I don't want to see them at all. No way. I'd much rather play the, the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Get any day of the week, seriously. I'd much rather play the Sixers. Uh, Cleveland, I didn't talk about Cleveland in that matchup. Uh, yeah. Good team, fun team, really good story. I think the Celtics would. I don't think that's a matchup the Celtics would worry about at all. But yeah, I respect them. Greatly, really great defense, but I mean. Harris Levert. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, I, I can't even dog Levert. He gave us fifty one time, but like, you know what I mean. Like, I just think, um, you know, the matchups here, kind of, you know, to me, it's looking, you know, pretty favorable for Boston. I just don't see anything in this top. Eight, other than Brooklyn, of course. That's like scaring me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm not scared of Philly. Really, I'm just not James Harden, really great player, all time great. But I mean, <laughs> the guy folds when it, when <laughs> you know, he folds, and he, he's you know dropped off a little bit. uh If you look at the numbers, uh, his uh, field goal percentage on drives down. Uh, pull-ups, pull-up 3s they're down, I mean, he just doesn't, he's not Houston Harden, and he's not, and I mean, it's gonna take a bit, it's gonna take some configuration to figure out that, uh, that pairing, and I just don't, you know, I don't know, and I don't like the rest of that roster, I don't like Tobias Harris, I don't like Matisse Stiebel, you know, I don't like freaking Moss. I don't like Shake Milton. Like these are not championship level players. I still, you know, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be some real work to be done in the offseason. I think they can, there is a, there is a more clear path obviously and they obviously got better. You know what I mean? They obviously did, yeah. You know? Ben Simmons wasn't giving them anything and James Harden is going to give them something. More than something, he's gonna give them a lot. I I don't know if it's enough, but he's gonna give them something. I just, I, I don't, I don't worry about it from a Celtic standpoint. That is my thing. A lot of these other teams, again, I don't really worry about them from a Celtic standpoint. I think we got a good shot, I really do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh confident going into this. think i think we got it but yeah uh you know that's that's my breakdown over the east i just think like i said this is really uh even even match evenly matched talent it's gonna come down to matchups it's gonna come down to clashes of style and we're just gonna come down to you know who wants it more so we're gonna see i can't wait to see it it's gonna be fun it's gonna be every single round man one through eight like i said it's a dog fight let's you know i think i think it's gonna be fun you know i think it's gonna be real fun uh it's going trade man i might do west breakdown uh actually i'll do west breakdown too so uh stay tuned not stay tuned just you know keep listening